When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Clash of Champions 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar. Matt Morgan should be along shortly to talk about uh interesting pay-per-view. Some titles changed hands. We saw a surprise return. And oh, we went home with a cliffhanger, with a swerve, perhaps building a, a match for hell in a cell. So much to talk about tonight. Uh, Justin, first off, high-level thoughts. What did you think of Clash of Champions 2019? I thought it was a show that didn't have a ton of buzz going into it. Um, you know, I, I felt that. I saw on social media from both people I know and com- just complete strangers who even kind of acknowledged, oh, I forgot that, that this event was even happening tonight. Uh, but that said, I, I thought that, you know, I mean, other than maybe a few matches that we can get critical on, I thought it was pretty well done bell to bell. I think that it did get better as it went on. While we could certainly talk about, and we will talk about the length of a couple matches towards the back end, I did think that things got more interesting as it went on. Uh, and then, as you just uh, uh, tease in the openings, they so they certainly saved the they certainly saved the, the, the surprises and swerves and cliffhangers uh, for the end, which is you know, what you want to do in, in these episodic events. Well, I have to say, I really liked the pacing of the first two or three hours of this up until the Becky Sasha match, it felt like nothing went on for longer than it needed to. Um, you know, it was a quick pace. It was a nice change of pace for that matter, given how much some of these drag on. And then we ended with what, like four knockdown drag out fights. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not for the surprise return and the surprise at the end, I think uh, I'd be feeling a lot worse about how this all came to its conclusion. That being said, let's quickly go over uh the card a little bit starting with the pre-show we had the triple threat for the cruiserweight title lince dorado versus humberto carrillo versus drew gulak with drew gulak retaining um it's interesting i think for a lot of people tonight this was their first time seeing uh humberto right i don't think he was on a pay-per-view before this uh, i think that's correct uh yeah i mean you know the 205 live matches they always deliver a lot of talk and chatter about 205 live with some recent comments from triple h and, and the comments actually were even uh, kind of interpreted poorly. Uh, we're actually going to, we're actually going to be doing the triple H conference call tomorrow. So maybe we can get some more clarity from triple H, uh, from the man himself ah. about, ah, the mayor's here, Mr. <laughs> uh, mayor, not Mr. Mayor, Matt Morgan. How's it going? What's up boys? Uh, uh just to finish the statement, you know, we, we'll get more clarity from triple H hopefully on the two or five live. And, and it's apparently going to move more under the NXT brand. But yeah, I mean, th- these matches are always exciting. Great competitors, Drew Gulak, uh, a lot of talent. So, uh, good, 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 Good victory for him. Makes sense. Yeah. Did you watch uh, the pre-show, Matt? No. Well, I think you once predicted this would never happen. AJ Styles was on the pre-show defending the U.S. title. I did know that. I did know that, though, yes. Kind of crazy, right? I mean. Yeah. If anyone could pull it off and main event a pay-per-view in the following month, it's him. Yeah. As well as Daniel Bryan. Um, That's all I got, though. Uh, It's a shame. But, hmm. Good showing for Cedric. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah, he almost had a win right away. I saw I saw some of it. Yeah. The way, the way Cedric sold that phenomenal forearm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. 
Uh, but then we got to the main card, the real action, as it were, starting with the Raw Tag Team title match, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler against a defending Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. Matt, I think we called this the other night that they were going to lose this match to set up some conflict for them in the main event. Definitely. Yeah, from a mile away, we called that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler are the new Raw Tag Team Champions. And they'll do something cool with it. I think. hope so. I, you know, I, I think if we can... It's a shame they and... um. Uh, top guys um, revival revival thank you uh, uh you know opposing rosters right yeah because boy can you imagine those four? Oh, well, seriously throwing the usos in the three-way dance tags you know what i mean we yeah. haven't seen we haven't seen the usos since the last one got another uh, yeah tmz appearance yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah i mean i mean this is you know uh, there's really no option you can't have Braun and Seth retain no. them. I mean, what? What is? I mean, what is if that? So, if so, if they won tonight, in my in my opinion, I was going to text you guys that they just tipped their hand that Braun's going to win the title tonight, mm. and somehow get one more title. I don't know how, but I guess you know what I mean. Doing the Kurt Angle and TNA gimmick where he has every championship, mm. <laughs> you know, at once. Hey, that would have been something. Uh, and we'll talk about. Braun and the situation with Braun, mm-hmm. because uh, I mean, I know Matt, you're a fan of his as well. It's getting really, really frustrated. It's like it Charlie is. Brown with the football, and they keep pulling it away from him every uh, single time. It is. It is. When we talk about it, I'll bring up what I, I interview. I'm sure you guys saw it too, um, where he talks about that. Yeah. Going, going in Vince's office, and at least, at least it's good to hear that he's got a dialogue going because that's the most important thing with Vince is once you have that door cracked open, you it's your job to keep it open and that relationship with him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, Robert Roode won this match, glorious DDT on Seth Rollins, who took the pin. And uh, yeah, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, the new Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, and, you, and you know, when you see the finish of that, of who takes the pin, in my mind, I was like, okay, is that the... Is that the obvious to who doesn't take the pin in the universal title match when I saw Seth take it in that? No, because Braun cannot get pinned. It's a, it's a, it's an eyesore. If he can't get pinned, but it ends up happening later is my point, Matt. Because I, they needed it. Because they needed <laughs> it later. You can't have him getting pinned twice yeah. in one night. He's a monster. If a monster gets pinned, it's because you have no other alternative to book your way out of that situation. Yeah. That's why they shouldn't be putting him in matches if he's not going over, quite frankly. Well, and tonight, I mean, that was the closest thing to a protected loss I think we've ever seen of what it took to put Braun down tonight when Seth won. I agree. Um, So then we have the SmackDown women's title match, Charlotte Flair versus Bailey. Matt, I know we've Mm. talked about the need for Bailey to do something to maybe differentiate herself a little bit with this darker Bailey, this heel turn. And wouldn't you know it? She's got a black star now above her eye. You don't like it? No, I like it, but it's like it's small, but it's like, okay, if this is what we get. Right, it's like it's very subtle. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I said this last week. I don't know if we might have new viewers or something. I said I'll just say it again, just in case we do. Yeah. Um, what I don't like is when somebody turns heel and that next week they're dressed completely different. Their music <laughs> is different. They're walking around with like sneers, like sneers on their face, walking down the aisle instead of high fiving everybody. Okay, granted, you're not going to high-five everybody walking down the aisle, but you're not going to change that much, 180 degrees in one week. So I dig with the Bailey turn that we don't need the 180-degree turn. We want to see it because it's so opposing of what we've always seen with Huggy, Huggy, Bailey, right? You know? So for that, I think we'll get there. I've honestly developed, though. 
but Matt, let me let me counter you here. Uh, I remember you saying this, but it's been two weeks now. So can we also yeah. make can we also make the argument that all of that? What do you want to do? Do you want to go shopping at the heel wrestling store? The, the heel wrestling gear store that must been two weeks. It's Maybe been, hot topic. It's been know. two weeks and it's been festering in her to get rid of these flashy colors and this hugging. She's tired of it. I mean, it's come on. No, at some point, not if she's correct. The fans are wrong for cheering the wrong people. How do we know that's the way she's going with this? It could be the fans turned on me. I did nothing but hug them. They're never there for me at the end of this. They give me crap that, uh, you know, here I'm the champion, and they still give me crap and tell me my matches are boring and all this all other right. stuff. You know what? F you, fans. Then you know what? Let her come out and do her, let her let her come out and do her her happy go lucky Bailey entrance. Let the inflatable tubing come up. Let her take you a knife. Put your knife it. I want her to take a knife exactly. Yeah, you just say plan. I want her to take a knife. No, I, I mean, the heel men all to be given the finger. You know, because here's the I, thing: when she snaps, it won't mean as much. It'll be predictable. Versus well, when she does snap, like she did a little bit tonight, it. I thought it meant more. Well, yeah, I did like the end, and I did like the the heel scamper away that she did. That was cool. The running. Yeah. Talk about that. But to your point that you've also made on this podcast, Matt, mm-hmm. Bailey being gold in terms of what she can do with the kids, with make a wish. Oh my god, the she's John Cena. Kids. They they have no idea. She's John Cena. They did this right with her. So with that in mind, I think to protect that, her heel persona has to be distinctly different because that's the only way she can ever go back to go being back. some kind of rainbow. And it would mean you're right because we say that. About, I said about John as well. If, if they really want to, you know, they're worried about John's t- back in the day, his 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 merch money, his T-shirt sales. They, we can't turn him heel. You guys, you could sell like fifty thousand more times yeah. more if you did turn him heel, even for like a minute, and then bring him back, babyface. Yeah, it's the Hulk Hogan formula. But you're, you're correct. Red and yellow has never had heel anecdote to it. It's all you know. If Hulk Hogan's a heel, it's always been black and black and white. Okay, so that's a good example, by the way, of like the next week. The dude with a, has a black beard. All of a sudden, we go back and watch that. It's laughable. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> back in the day, it was cool as hell. In fact, I painted my Hulk Hogan LJN figure with a sharpie. I painted awesome. a black beard on, and I was in college, folks. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're in all college this, basketball this, football this, players doing that to their LJ figures and having girls come back to their room and be like, don't look at the doll over there. <laughs> I swear I'm cool. Now, maybe it's worse that I'm in my 40s, but you've given me some this, crap, Matt, about some of the oh things I've God, done. Dude, major lo- dude, hashtag loser real for sure. I will be the first to admit, but I don't care. Wrestling will always be cool to me. It wasn't. It wasn't even. It wasn't even middle school. Matt Morgan just hitting puberty. It was college. Matt Morgan trying to land the varsity ass. No, no, it gets better. It means I drove two and a half hours from Monmouth, New Jersey, to Fairfield, Connecticut, go back to my childhood home to find it, bring it back, and do the sharpie marker. That's how much of a mark I was. I don't know. Loser. Maybe it's a sign that I married the right woman, but I spent a lot of time, I think it was last Christmas or for her birthday, ordering different Funko pop vinyls so I can make a Becky Lynch custom Funko for my wife as a gift um, before an official one was released. You know, so I think that fandom. Did she really like, like it or did she pretend yeah, to like it? No, no, she was impressed. And what's funny is the official Funko pop vinyls just came out and I tried to surprise her. We like, we've got six of them in each variant because we all ordered them. Uh, mm-hmm. thinking, you know, oh, we'll have an extra take to get signed, all this stuff. So, yeah, we're like swimming in Becky Funkos now. Cheap plug for a major wrestling figure podcast. Oh, absolutely. No, those guys are uh, fantastic, Zach and Kurt, and what they're doing over there. Uh, so let's talk about the finish to this match, which was Bailey exposing the turnbuckle. I mean, this match went back and forth. They got a little into it. And then uh, while the ref was distracted, Bailey 
pulls down, exposes the turnbuckle, uh, hit Charlotte's face against it, covered her quickly for the pin and the win out of nowhere. She ran away, Benny Hill style, grabbing that title <laughs> to the back. Benny um, Hill? What are you, Jim Ross? <laughs> I, and immediately after, I downloaded the video and dubbed the Benny Hill theme over it. I posted that on Twitter because uh, it was the first thing that popped in my mind. <laughs> we're, we're old, Matt. You know, we, we are, and I know who he is. I'm just wondering like, how much of a road he's like, dude, who's that? Kids today have no idea. <laughs> uh, but after that, uh, Charlotte, like, clutching. I mean, it looks like, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe her nose got broken. There was something amiss there, even when she had the ref um, pulled the ropes down for her. It did look it. Now, as part of that, Matt, if you think your nose might be broken, you're not supposed to tilt down because she was making a conscious effort to not mm. tilt at all. That's a good point. Yes, when you're trying to stop your nose from bleeding as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was a cool angle. I think this further, to your point, yeah, further developed Bailey as uh, as a heel. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we'll and see. I like we'll she see got the win because I was nervous she wasn't going to get the win. I'm Charlotte's biggest fan, I would argue. Not biggest fan, but you know what I mean. Uh, I'm, I think she's the best women's wrestler. And I, I thought when this matchup came, I'm like crap, they're gonna take the the belt off Bailey. They just turned her heel. I hope they don't. Yeah. yeah. So this was a good win for her. And, let, and let's not forget the fact they were in Charlotte, North Carolina, right? Yes. Yeah. So all the more uh, to Bailey's win. Yeah. Good for her. I mean, I think uh, especially. You know, and we'll talk about it, but with the move to SmackDown um, happening, with SmackDown going to Fox, with the draft upcoming, I think for Bailey, she's got to make her mark right now, especially when she could be switching to Raw um, or Becky could be coming to SmackDown. Mm -hmm. And uh, they've got all the equity invested in her right now. She's the face mm -hmm. of the Fox SmackDown advertisement. She's on WW, uh, WWE, uh, uh, Becky. Beck, so Becky coming to SmackDown, if Bailey's still the champ on there, I think Bailey's going to feel like her days are numbered with Becky they put on that. Becky brand. all over the advertisements for Fox, all over the advertisements, huh. and uh, so wow. yeah, yeah. I was going to say I actually I spent like two hours this afternoon at the Buffalo Wild Wings just just watching football games, and obviously yeah. half the football games on Fox. And I mean they they plastered SmackDown's move to Fox all over it. I mean and cool. and not and not just doing the graphic and the live read the announcer, the announcers had, but I can tell they instructed announcers for, uh, let's, uh, let's say if Fox had 10 games this afternoon, mm -hmm. every announcer for every game, every market talked about it more making a reference of, Oh, this player on this team of this game we're calling is a huge WWE fan or, or, Oh, that tackle we just saw a minute ago. That was, that was WWE German suplex style. Like, I mean, they, <laughs> they, they, they gave cool. a custom, they gave a custom advertising. That's big. Promote, yeah. It's, it's huge. It really is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and now we're feeling it now that Fox is doing this. It gives it legitimacy. It major mainstream legitimacy. Huge credibility was given. Yeah. Yeah. Good word. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, SmackDown tag team title match, the revival against the New Day, Big E and Xavier Woods uh, made a big deal about Xavier and his knee, his recovery coming back here. Dash and Dawson uh, just kept working that, hitting that. And wouldn't you know what the revival are now at SmackDown tag team champions after causing Xavier Woods to tap out to uh dawson hell yeah and a great promo by the revival afterwards this, this was a very good like this this promo did not sound like every other promo that you hear this promo sounded it just sounded unique kind of I, mean, I don't know if they got to write it or not but it sounded like from their voice it was, it was really good yep I'm predicting it's going to be uh the revival with randy orton versus the new day hell in a cell winner take all on the belts okay i can see that 
I could be into that, but we also have to be conscious, and we'll, I'll get to this too. Like, how many? I mean, they do this Hell in a Cell pay per view once a year, and I always think they do too many Hell in a Cell matches. And I feel like every year they keep getting more and more to the point yeah. to where almost every match is going to be inside the damn cell. The cell's just going to be sure, down all night. Did you say that? Wait, wait, what was TNA's called again that we had? Hard Justice. Did you say that during Hard Justice when every match was in a cage? It had like nine matches, and every one of them was in a cage. How was that for the no, viewers I, in the audience? I, I didn't watch Hard Justice. That's the answer. It was so <laughs> frustrating. It was yeah. so frustrating. Me, I'd have to like work a biz or someone like that who was going to throw me all over the cage and basically, and like, what else can we do? Everybody's done everything in this by the third match that you can really do with a cage. Yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm sucks. I mean, I'm I'm against Hell in a Cell being a pay per view, anyways. But the fact that when they do the, the event, I mean, literally half the card is in there, and it just totally takes the luster away. Which again, I, I agree, it's not worth it. They're not getting more money because yeah. of it. And if it's there, do you know what I mean? No, yeah, you're right. It's not. It's not like, oh my God, there's five Hell in a Cell matches and not Nobody's three. I'm paying more, more money. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm buying a front row ticket this time. For, and it bastardizes what could be just that one finish, that that, that one finish off match between an angle. Like, let's say Orton versus Kofi, for example. If they went one more month, um, something happens where there's a DQ or whatnot. Finally, you know what? Let's settle this. Yeah, right. you know, and helling us out like that's taken away now because nobody cares because it's a pay per view where it's full of them. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, speaking of which, uh, if your sex life is more like Hell in a Cell now and you could use some hard justice in your life, let's thank the sponsor of this episode, which is Blue Chew, bluechew.com. Oh, did guys, Matt, did Matt Morgan need Blue Chew when he had the girl looking at his action figure that was Sharpie colored? The, the LJN? <laughs> the LJN? A little Blue Chew <laughs> action. <laughs> oh no, he was still he was he was in his twenties. He like, didn't need blue too. No, he was just like erect all the time, right? I mean, think <laughs> about it. Your twenties—that's what your twenties were. Now your thirties—that's like a ten-year refractory period, guys. And for some of us, we're still in it, which is why you need blue chew. Bluechew.com, blue like the color blue. Oh, if you need that extra confidence, increase your performance in bed. Get back to the heyday of your 20s when you were banging girls and uh, color and action figures because, you know, let's face it, we all have our hobbies and vices. Uh, Blue Chew is where it's at. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, the stuff that works, the science that works, and you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. You can chew one, start coloring Hulk Hogan's beard, and by the time you get done with the left side, wouldn't you know it, it's go time, set that action figure down, say, hey, wife, check this out. Raj Giri, not here tonight, took a blue chew, and he's just been going, going, going getting texts from him where he's like, I just can't make the podcast guys. This is like, I'm in my twenties again. It's insane. He's got a busy life. He's got a wife. He's got kids. Raj who's producing this. How uncomfortable are you right now, brother? How uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> how much pressure does he feel to go deliver to his wife after this? Yes. Oh, seriously. Seriously. Uh, when I met Raj's wife in person, I might've talked with her a little bit and just said like, have you, have you ever listened to the podcast? And then I was like, yeah. you know, I'm just going to stop right here. I'm just gonna stop right here. I'm gonna keep my gig hosting this without. Dude, I, uh, I, to I totally was start. I thought you were going down the road of when I met Roger's wife. I started asking talking about to Blue Chew. Blasting about Blue Chew. And, yeah, they do. <laughs> I had that experience where I was meeting uh, people at Starcast when I was meeting couples. They were like, "Thank you." It's thank legit. You. It works. It's, it's it is it the real deal. I mean, we make a lot of jokes about it, but man, this is uh, this is the real stuff, and it's for any guy. Not just you might think, oh, well, I don't have like a real problem. It's just not what it once was. Well, guess what? 
You want that extra function? You want to get it back? You want to enhance your performance? Blue Chew is where it's at. If you talk a good game, if you're one and done, Blue Chew, oh, it's the solution. Walk the talk for a change. Your partner will thank you. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no in-person's doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They are made in the USA, so it's patriotic, folks. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And hey, this is America. Man, if we could do something made in the USA and save a buck or two, double patriotism. In the words of Hulk Hogan, you are a real American. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code WINC. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code WINC to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. And to all of you who have tried uh, Blue Chew, we salute you. Anyhow, back the, to the blue, that? the blue Chew, Sasha Banks. <laughs> what? I, I think we'd probably prefer that. Terrible. She can't. She can't be the blueprint. I was listening tonight on the pre-show. There was another <laughs> little mention, but here's what I've noticed, Matt: they're working it further into the sentence. They're never referring to her as the blueprint, Sasha Banks. Instead, it's uh, it's like a Vince talking point where they say, oh, Sasha, she, she came up. She was one of the first stars in NXT. She's at the forefront of the four-horse women. Really a blueprint for women in the women's division of WWE. Like, it gets a little more subtle each time, it feels like. Hmm. That's interesting. But I say that, and tomorrow morning, it'll be the blueprint Sasha Banks shirts on <laughs> WWE shop. I'm sure tomorrow she'll have her own talk segment, like uh, you know, like 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 Miss TV. It'll be it'll be you know, blueprint. Yeah, you know, the official blueprint show or something. I, I would never catch on to all this, not because I'm Joe Cool Guy or anything like that, but like fans, you guys are like the best. P.S. Especially fans that watch this, you guys fill me on on everything. <laughs> um, one of them sent me a picture today of Sasha's like Instagram or something like that. And on one of the hashtags, it said the blueprint right after I said the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> now that's some major league trolling. I'll be very honest. That was very, it made me die laughing. I was like, shit, that's pretty fuck. That's pretty good. You got to give the girl credit. She's trolling. That was major league trolling. Tonight, tonight, a clash of the champions when Sasha went for the uh, hat to the, to, to it. It's, it's very well done. When she went into the timekeepers area, there was somebody with the sign that wasn't real prominent, but I called it, and it said Sasha banked a Smurf. Oh, what does that mean? I blue, think I know. Blue what hair Smurf. Sasha banked a Smurf. Eh, that's, that was a good. All right, I give it like a four. I'm pretty proud of the fact I graduated college, magna cum laude. I am. Um, I have no <laughs> idea what that means. What you just said, and I feel like an idiot. Here's what I want, okay? Anyone going to a WWE, anyone going to Monday Night Raw, okay? (laughs) I want signs that say, Matt Morgan is the real blueprint. Oh, no, that's cool. Okay, okay, maybe, maybe, uh, hmm, what's a good one, Matt? What's Matt Morgan approved? Don't do anything. It's all Sasha's the blueprint 2.0? Blue 2? No, no, it's all good. Don't call it out. Everybody stop harassing Sasha Banks about this. Yeah. (laughs) She hasn't DM'd you yet, has she? Maybe, maybe not. Oh, well, there you go. Mystery, intrigue, all that and more on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Teaser. Uh, Was that your voice? Yes, I said teaser. (laughs) Hey, Uh, R Truth did a little uh, run through backstage with Carmella, the 24 7 championship, and interfered the next match, which was the women tag team's title 
Ah, women's tag team titles match. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, Fire and Desire versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Um, this had interference, uh, which I had a moment where Alexa tried to pin our truth for the 24-7 championship. <laughs> which was great. Uh, yeah. but they ran out. Uh, I thought Nikki got a really nice showing in this she match. Did. She had some good shine on her tonight, I thought. Yep. Yeah, Renee, she, Renee Young yeah. sold the hell out of Nikki mocking uh, uh, Alexa with the or not Alexa uh, Nikki mocking Mandy with the the the, the Rick Rude twirling mm-hmm. of the hips and everything. I mean Renee Young sold that like gold on the commentary. That got a big got a big reaction. They've got to change Nikki's music, don't you think? Yeah, they're still doing the whole insanity Screaming. music and 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 did you guys notice? Uh, I mean Alexa Nikki they were. They were they had same they had same colored uh, ring gear and everything. They they look like a tag team. It looks like this is not this is truly a thing that they're sticking with. They both had uh, red and silver ring gear. It matched. I mean, it, they were. It was a really good showing though for Nikki yeah. specifically. I yeah, yeah, that was great. Her pinning Mandy. Um, yeah. There was a lot of controversy. It seemed like online with that story and the direction what? they were taking with it. Why was there controversy? Well, I think the idea, and I agree with this to an extent, that it's lazy writing to have someone like Mandy basically go in there and be like, I'm hot and you're not. And that's the angle between Mandy and Nikki. Why? That's very... You guys try to remember this. And I know wrestling fans are a lot more sophisticated. You know, nowadays I get that. But you want to tell the basic stories. Like David versus Goliath is a great one. Mm -hmm. Big man, little man match, right? that everybody from age 60 to 80 can understand. It's very, very uh, transparent and easy to digest. Um, but it's a good, I just kind of like contradict myself because now I think our fans today are a little bit more sophisticated and can take more than something so basic. Um, so it's either them being lazy, in my opinion, the writers, or it's them really just trying to have something that everybody can understand right away. It gets her a lot of heat because everybody, every girl's been bullied. Every boy's been bullied at some point, right? By the, like the cool popular kid that thinks they're better than you. Everybody wants to pop that person in the face. And Nikki, you know what I mean? It's like to me. Well, I, I, think, I think you both have valid points. Uh, Matt, you're exactly right. You, you don't want to overcomplicate things. It, it, it is the basic, you know. It is the basic stories that work in pro wrestling. Uh, Glenn, I get your point as well. Is like, come on, we need a little more depth than just uh, just just bullying. But uh, going back to Renee Young, again, giving Renee credit, she she, I mean, R- R- Renee like was turned on on the air by Nikki. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm serious, Nikki uh, doing doing that move, and then not too long after that, Renee made a comment saying, you know, like I think she countered Graves, you know, and and, yeah. and, and, and Renee said like. This is Nikki showing that, like, she is. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. Said, like, she is beautiful in her own way, or like, you know, she, you know, like, she she basically kind of she kind of pieced the story together, saying Nikki might be a little bit different. She might not look like Mandy Rose, but that doesn't mean that she's not. It, it, like, she like, Renee single handedly kind of told the story, yes. pieced all it together. You know, it's so. that's good you picked that up. She did. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I think it's one of those things, though, when people talk about the lowest common denominator, I mean, Matt, it it cuts both ways. This is the simplest thing for people to understand. Um, I just don't think it was a clever iteration of that. But that being said, felt hella validating tonight to see Nikki pin Mandy. And she just got the hot tag and went boom, boom, finish. Yeah. Don't see that much. Right. No. So I I get that it cuts both ways, but I would like for them to move on from this and do something a little more interesting. What's it going to take for the other two to start getting some real looks from that yeah. company? Because they look good. Yeah. I mean, physically, I mean, like in ring, like 
they're freaking good. Like they, Mandy's improved immensely. Yeah. No, I think they're starting to gel. They're starting to get over with the fans. Well, I think it's good that they're finally a team these past couple of weeks, right? They're finally being called Fire and Desire, which was sort of the unofficial moniker they were That's trying cool to name. put over. That's a yeah. cool name. But Mandy, like her running knee, it's something as simple as the running missed knee in the corner, for instance. Yeah. Like, might seem simple to some, but it's not. Um, her athleticism has always been good. It's always been her timing. She's still, you can still see her working on it and improving. But those two together, money. I think they're, I think they're a lot better than what that company gives them credit for. Honestly, I think these girls are going to need their own show eventually. I'm being I, dead serious. I, I was going to say the same exact thing. I think we're seeing more and more uh, branch out beyond the. Don't you uh, want to see more, dude? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Beyond the beyond the. F- Four horsewomen, the, the yes. four girls that are involved yeah. in the uh, girls, women that are involved in the title picture. We're seeing more branch out, but it's just there's only so much time, and so, so it, it, yeah, it, it is getting to the point. Especially, you know, if NXT is now going to be more on USA Network, uh-huh. and WWE always looks for things right now to have that are network exclusive to make the network valuable. Watch every week, dude. A one hour w- women show sure. could be. Could be, could be. I mean, think about it. Fire and Desire, Glenn. Like they, yeah. they would be able to have a, a developed storyline that'd be backstage promo, guaranteed every week. Yeah. Just, just them alone. And then you have who? Who are the other tag champs on the other side? Um, they were the ex female uh, women champs. Uh, well, it was Oscar and uh, Kari Sane before. Oh, but the Iconics. Thank you, the Iconics. The yeah. Iconics. I still, I don't give. I'm not giving up on them. I, I think yeah. they could be really if they were developed and mm-hmm. given more time. Like, there's so many women. I'm thinking about Asuka. You just said there's so many that I, I want to see develop storylines for, and only getting that extra show for them would do it. I think. Think of how many. Think of how many tag I'm teams. They haven't before. done it yet. Honestly. Think, think of how many tag teams, not just women. Think about Authors of Pain, The Ascension. Like there are so many tag teams that WWE has that are they. I mean, the, the, again, tag team wrestling like fluctuates of whether or not they care about it or not. It's right. amazing the amount of tag teams. They I don't have know if we do a tag team show. I don't. No, I don't want. I don't want a tag team centric show because uh, tag teams shine when they are tossed in the middle of a couple singles. They're different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't want a tag team centric show. But I'm just so saying. Here's the question: Then is, is the same said for women's wrestling? Then because. It used to be that way. I know. I mean, I remember when my the promoters I've worked for would book the card that they would be thrown in there like a tag team match, a, yeah. a, a women's match, a singles match. Um, me, Cornette would book me versus three people in a one on three like handicap match. You know what I mean? An attraction match, right? You'd have all these different matches, and they yeah. all stood out and were different on their own. I think that's different. I think it's different. I don't think the women's it's like that anymore. I think people want to see like a full show yeah i'll go even further and say that with all this tv money i bet you they could probably get another couple hundred million dollar deal from someone like an e-network or someplace where they could shop he would be great don't you think that would be great for them yeah i mean they're already in the total total bellas business glenn you're onto something dude they need to freaking talk to you that's a good idea it's all about money I mean, right? That's that's yeah, what but it's also about make- the right channel and then the right alleyway to, to to make sure that it's not a colossal failure and it actually works. And, and going to the right network would be a big part of that. He would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, I, mean, I think there's wow. There. And then, and then, yeah. Then you toss in, uh, the, you know, it's Netflix. We toss in the the success of three seasons of Glow. I mean, you know, women in pro wrestling has certainly come a long way. And and yeah, you know, to to kind of uh, it just real quick to expand on what Matt was talking about. Um, you know, I can remember eight, nine years ago when I started work with independent wrestling actively, 
women wrestling were kind. Women's wrestling was kind of like, well, we're only going to book this 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 female talent if she can also drive her opponent, and it, like it was always just it was always just a, an obstacle. It was always just kind of uh, essentially a pain in the ass. Like it wasn't looked at as like a a valuable draw. I feel like across the board in a lot of promotions now, I feel like independent promotions are going out of the way, and part of it's because there is a, a better a better depth of, of female talent than, than than maybe there ever has been. Like now I feel like it's actually like a, a focal point in promotion for independent shows, but there was a time. And then many, many years before I ever, you know, it's it. a match. They'd be asked to do the match and get to the show. And then they'd be stuck having the valet because yeah. other guys showed up to the show. Exactly. Motors friends and threw their, him and his buddy on the show. Yep. And they pushed the girls out of the card. Yep. And, and you know what? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you be a valet for this guy? Why don't you come out with the, Yeah, yeah. You're the heel. You come out the heel, and then you're the face. It's crazy yeah. how far we've come. Right, and, right. Really, I would say a pretty quick time, wouldn't you? Because I'm thinking back to right before I retired. I remember seeing things like that. All things considered, yeah, it's been you know. You know, I'd say like I'm talking like 20, like 14. You know, and, and we're and, and then now look at look at the look at the top of the industry. I mean, you know, the the women finished WrestleMania this past year. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, there's a lot more opportunity there, and it's going to be interesting to see what changes come to the division uh, when they do this soft reboot when SmackDown goes to Fox and they sort of relaunch Raw on USA in a couple weeks. Um, we have the Intercontinental title match tonight, The Miz versus a defending Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke, of course, with Sami Zayn. Uh, the hell Sammy, who cares? That? What the hell was Shinsuke Nakamura wearing? A cape. What the freak was that? I kind of dug it. Oh, no. No, people tend no, no, people no. tend there's to nothing, there's people, nothing he, he can't get over honestly because he's so old, he's old, he's so out there right mm-hmm. but what the hell was <laughs> that and also if you're gonna make or not that somebody made him wear that but let's say somebody did it was somebody else's idea why the hell would you not have that camera on him during his entire entrance they like were panning into Miz it was like picking yeah. his nose in the corner of the ring not paying attention and then they like shot to Sammy Dude's entrance is like the biggest part of his character, like a big, huge part uh-huh. of his character of getting people engaged in him. What the hell? You would never, you never take that camera off him, especially during his entrance. Yeah. People, people tend to avoid other people in capes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, huge props, though, to Sami Zayn for selling the Undertaker chokeslam and wearing a neck brace. Dude, like Sami Zayn was hilarious. He was not annoying me, by the way, when yeah. he was on the mic during the match. He was hilarious. Yeah. He was hilarious. He, I was thinking about today, the neck brace is a very Vinceism for laughs. I mean, remember in the 80s, that was always like the go-to laugh in the sitcom. Like someone got in a car accident, you'd see him in the next shot with a neck brace. That was always the over-exaggerated sell for how injured you were. Yeah, and they have and they have the cheap uh, they have the cheap uh, injury lawyer who's going to get them. Yes, and then they end up turning their head when they get yeah. exposed and they lose their <laughs> But It's really it, just described an uh, episode of uh, Jack Trapper Three's Company. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think Different Strokes had one, too. Uh, it was a very popular plot. People, are, oh. people, are, people are so lost tonight between Benny Hill and, 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 and Jack Tripper. They have no clue what's happening. Do you think they know who Mr. D was? No, no. Mr. D? Um, when it was in Manhattan, I was trying to find the Different Strokes building just to get a picture of the outside. Yes. Yeah. But it was great, though. Like, Sammy, when he was screaming, when, when, Shinsei, when Shinsuke was in the figure four and Sammy's uh, screaming, he's, like, holding on to his neck just in oh, case yeah. his neck hurts. <laughs> yeah. Great. He's so money. I don't I, – I, okay, he's doing great. He's making Shinsuke a little bit – he gives him a little bit more shine, right, a little bit more attention. But I still want him by himself as a wrestler. I, I would not give up on Sammy Zane. Yeah. As an individual talent, I'm saying. 
I think, uh, you know, I don't know. This is a tough position to be in. I mean, Matt, you never got faced with this where it was like, hey, Matt, we're going to be the mouthpiece for someone and stop wrestling. I'm the op. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm physical. I'm big. But by the same token, Sammy's not small. Like, look at all the other wrestlers. It, the wrestling's very different from when I was there, physically speaking. Yeah, you had to be Jack back in the day to get hired. Yeah. Um, and what, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that Sammy, though, when he's by himself as a wrestler, he does come off as bland. This allows him to have color and, and illustration. Bland, it's not having anything with his size. No, I, I I think that this this position, uh, giving him a live mic during a match, allows him to have personality and description. When he is just wrestling bell to bell, yeah, he's good, but he's yeah. non he's nondescript. He he's he's just another. How, how are the other ones different than him then? How are the other male wrestlers different than he is then? The the ones that wrestle that style. I, well, I, then maybe they're not. I, I look at this look, at this point, Cedric Alexander had a had a great bell to bell performance, had a great sell to AJ's phenomenal forearms, as I noted earlier. But right now. Sammy, Sammy Zayn not taking a damn bump is more entertaining in that segment getting to do what he's doing. That's what I'm trying to say. It definitely is, but I just think like, you can get both from this. Just get the guy more promo time and, and to set up all his storylines and his angles and his matches like they were. I saw nothing wrong with what he was doing. I saw something wrong with what they were doing with him. Yeah. Not feeding not feeding him more like bigger, bigger opponents, more bigger stars for him to actually pin. Sometimes the heel has to win. Yeah, um, I think this is for tonight. Nakamura retained hit uh, on the Miz. Got a Kinsasha on him. Hey, really quick, who would he have tied for? Was it Chris Jericho? I believe so for Intercontinental they would not Championship. Say his right? name. Yeah, was that? Yeah, they said he'd tie the most Intercontinental uh, Championship wins of all time. They would not say Chris Jericho. At least I didn't say. I didn't hear. It. You know, The Miz is an, is an example of what we were talking about, another example of what we were talking about with Bailey earlier. I think The Miz coming out wearing what he was wearing as a ridiculous heel, it looks it's stupid. Like, The Miz should have a different babyface persona if we're supposed to take him seriously as the underdog now in this feud. Hmm. You know? I mean, because that outfit is just lame. I don't know what that outfit is. I got nothing for you for yeah. that. Yeah, but then he did the babyface cheap pop thing where he unzipped it and it said Charlotte is awesome. He, like, <laughs> he did a big pop, though. That I like. Uh, yeah, just something a little different. I've never been a fan of this look. I've always thought this was... Well, the man shouldn't be a face at all. This is... Oh. He's a likable kid. No, he's not likable. He is great to be a heel. He's natural as a heel. Oh, he's yeah, the, the face you want to punch. Yeah, See, exactly. But he, that's the this, difference. As someone who uh, watched him on Tough Enough and the real world and when he was doing uh, that stuff, this is, he seems this like is, an okay guy. He is he is a frat boy you want to see get his ass kicked. Well, yeah. he was the start of that, the start of the real world, but he became a better person as the season progressed. I'm not talking about I didn't I, no Glenn, he's not a better person. He's the frat boy who's married to a hot <laughs> chick, who's made a lot of money, who's in that position. You're like, how the hell did he get there? I want to knock his ass out. That's what he is, and he's great at it, and he thrives at it. Have you watched the Marine movies with the Miz? Shut up, Glenn. I have not watched the Marine movies, and I'm not going to take them into consideration for this. He's an EMT, and he was a Marine. Then he became an EMT. He saves people. Glenn, go on. I'm so disappointed in you. Do you know all this? (laughs) Be quiet. Um, Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. Okay. Uh, This this was a hell of a match. Ended with DQ with uh, Becky hitting Sasha with a chair. They went all around the arena into the concession stand. Mustard was involved in this match. Uh, But Becky walked out of there with the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on this this match? This was tough because, remember I said last week, 
Sasha has to win this match. She cannot come out of this with a loss. She's the edgiest, honestly, all, all, all BS aside with the name and yada, yada, yada. You guys keep trying to stir the pot on me on. Um, all BS aside, sincerely, she's, the, in my opinion, the edgiest talent at the moment. The way she left, the way she's come back. Um, and so it's like, how do you book that now? You throw her right into the main event in the women's division immediately? Well, then you better have her win. You know, is what I kept thinking and saying. But they found a way to get out of this where I don't think she lost any of that whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I didn't like her having to sell at the end the whole time either. Yeah. I, I, there could have been a way to reverse that somehow where, okay, Becky goes crazy, um, gets gets DQ'd, but maybe Bailey comes and jumps her from behind. And then I thought that was going to happen. The tables a little bit and then once again leave with their arms raised in the air, you know, looking like total jerks and heels and people booing them because she's feeling this heel character. You could tell in between her moves. Remember I told you guys, and you've heard other wrestlers say this too, not just me, but it's in between the moves of what gets your character over, what gets yeah. you so emotionally invested. You watch Sasha in between. like She hits that knee on the outside to Becky, right in the mush, right in the face, right? Becky was dangling in the second rope. Sasha walks by, boom, knee lift right to the face. She takes her sweet-ass time getting in the ring, sauntering down the side of the apron, turning to the fans and snarling, you know what I mean? Acting cocky, then comes in the ring and immediately dives on her for a pin. Still trying yeah. to win the match. So she's feeling this. Like you can just you sense it. You could feel it. And uh, I was like, "Crap! They cannot let her lose at this point." I kept thinking, you know. But what do you do? Because again, you, you got her in there with uh, Helena Cell, man. Helena Cell, right? That's ooh, the next I'd step. That. I'd pay for that. Yeah. And that's October sixth. The draft is October eleventh. That's the perfect time for. Oh, Becky it's a to whole pay per view. It's going to be the whole pay per view. Hell in a Cell yeah. is October sixth. That's what I was saying earlier. They're, they're they're going to have a bunch of Hell in a Cell matches. Yeah. See, and this is what right here, Justin. This is one that could have developed into needing to end it all in a you know Hell in a Cell. There was mustard in this match. What? Mustard. <laughs> you keep going back to that. Do you right? know how hard it, was, it is to it get was, the smell of mustard out of things? Like, that's was, one of the worst no. things you could do to people. Glenn, it was gimmick mustard. Um, <laughs> I, I will say this, though. If uh, if we have the draft uh, right in that same week as the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, I mean, they could, in the condition of not wanting to have too many Hell in a Cell matches on that show, they could put all four, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, and Becky, all of them in a Hell in a Cell, Oh. And and then however the titles may fall is then reflects the draft. I mean, so yeah, that would. I mean, there's a way that, and that would then protect some people, and there would be ways to get Here's out of it. One more thing, I'm going to add to this real quick. They should not have played that amazing behind the scenes, whatever the freak it's called, confident confidential. Chronicle. How old am I? I'm Gene cool. Oakland here Gene with the confidential. confidential. Sean Michaels admits he was in on the Montreal screen. Matt Morgan gets dunked all over by Kevin Garnett by the Minnesota <laughs> Timberwolves in a one-on-one game on Confidential. Humiliating, <laughs> but I'll digress. Um, seriously, what was that show called uh, on the network? Chronicle. 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 You saw somebody tweet us, so I watched it, Glenn. Yeah. And I was like, this just makes you fall in love with a girl and like her. Why would yeah. they do that before she's supposed to go out and get all this steam and heat on her? They got to stop doing that. Not just her. They did. They've done it with Stephanie. They've done. Yeah, they it. don't. They don't draw a correlation for You're right. They don't draw. They don't draw a correlation. Well, most of the time, it means you're losing. They did this with Nakamura before but one even, of his big opportunities. But even so, she's supposed to be such a heel. We don't. She tells like this amazing story of being depressed. 
and having mm-hmm. to walk away and what it did to her mentally and emotionally and it broke her spirit and she's crying. How the hell do you boo that person? No, I know. You don't. It's almost so, proving so her point. Don't play that stuff until there's a I don't know. Yeah. Then, then don't you want to you also want to not cash in is the right word, but you also want to play it while it's still relevant, right? Mm. Like a year from now, let's say she's baby face, are you gonna go back and play that footage a year from now? And will people care as much? I, I would guess not. So I don't yeah. know what to do with something like that, but they've got to be more careful because you heard fans cheering for Sasha. Yeah. You know, I thought it gave her a ton of sympathy. It was a really well done beast, wasn't it? And from, from what I saw, they it was all, great. I mean, yeah, but they're fantastic they for getting you invested. Um, I think that uh, this match tonight, this wasn't technical like their match at NXT TakeOver Unstoppable was many years ago, which, by the way, if you've when never seen that match, out, watch that. It's a fantastic it, match. When chairs come out, that, mm-hmm. yeah, that you're, not, you're not doing headlock takeovers. Yeah, this was more uh, passion. This was more fire. Uh, and it was the, great, though. And the ref taking a chair bump. We don't see that too often these days. No, no you don't. No, this was great. I think, uh, but yeah, Hell in a Cell. This this and makes a world of sense for Hell in a Cell. It does, and it also left you with that Becky. Let's talk about Becky really quick because we gotta give her a prop. She crushed it out there. She did a great job on the cell for for Sasha. As that's how this works. It's a two. It's a two way street. You gotta have somebody who's willing to sell, like Roman did later on for Eric Rowan. We'll get into that. Um, to get somebody even more over. And I thought Be- uh, Becky did that tonight for Sasha. No question about it. She sold her tail off all over that ring for her. Um, and then the end, when she's just walking up the ramp, didn't you guys get this feeling of like something was screwed up here maybe? Like like the, if there's so much realness that – like I don't know what the word is. It didn't feel like this was very scripted. It felt like something happened that we saw that maybe we shouldn't have seen even though it didn't really happen. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I had a very real feeling watching her walk up that rampway, talking to the fans, looking at them a certain way, uh, talking about Becky. They even, they even had to, they even had to delay her. They hit the, they hit the beat button because she was just, she was cursing and she was just yeah. talking to the crowd. Just very, you know, <laughs> yeah. very real, very real feeling. Very real. That's the way she, she was on. She was on the emotion. She was feeling. Yeah. That. And the, just to finish the match in general is kind of chaos. It was very Brock Lesnar ish. I thought like when Brock, what was it? Was it Orton? Or, or, or there's somebody he just pummeled to death once. It was, weird, oh, yeah. it was like the weirdest finish. I'm like, this is uncomfortable yeah. in a good way. I, I like this match a lot. I thought this was the best match of the night. I did too. They got, they got a lot of business accomplished in this. This was, yeah. You know, to Matt's original point, you know, you don't want to see Sasha lose, but they, they managed to they got her out of they it. They managed to do, yeah, they, they got her out of it. They did it as best as they could. And we'll see tomorrow night. Too hard at the end, but you know what I mean. But go ahead. No, we'll see tomorrow night what they do on Raw in terms of how they position this, the promo that she cuts, how they position her. It'll be, but I'm invested. Does she become a chicken shit heel? You know what I mean. If she does, then her selling at the end of that tonight made sense the way it was. You know the outshot of Sasha. Yeah. But she just got back. You know what I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm in, man. Like this, this is the best story oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. going right now. The, the minute, far. yeah, the minute, yeah. Uh, tough to follow this, man. And I feel like the WWE <laughs> title is always the cooldown match as of late. Randy Orton versus Kofi it Kingston is. defending. Isn't that crazy? I know. It's. Isn't I mean, I feel crazy? bad. Right. And, and and let me tell you, Kofi Randy was actually really well told story. It was sure. really good. It surprised me. I'll be honest. Not because either guys aren't capable, you know, but 
this I, I thought this was their best showing thus far. That the match between Kofi and Randy, every ma- every move, every motion meant something. Mm-hmm. There was there was not an there were there was not an unwasted uh, moment there, mm-hmm. the, and and this was a match too. If you if you pay attention and Matt back me up if you saw this, this was not a match that was overly choreographed and called in the back. They 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 felt it. They 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 went with where where the where the crowd was going. This match felt like so I don't know everything about this just felt like a matter from I mean a punch that Randy Orton was given to to, to Kofi who's who's perched up on the on the on the yeah. turnbuckle and the chops they gave mm-hmm. and you know and even Orton as as the as the swelling is coming up and of course look a lot of the sub a lot of the sub dialogue in this whole ten year feud is 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 real right mm-hmm. is Orton yelling stupid and Kofi yeah. messing up a spot and they kind of fed into that tonight i mean I, to me you know this match was long it, it was a lengthy match it was you know so you had to keep your attention to it but i thought that they did a hell of a job doing uh, just, just just telling the story and going after that amazing match we just saw earlier between the two girls correct yeah Do you know what i mean so like extra kudos to them for it because they had it's me tough spot. engaged they had me engaged the whole match and i'm usually not engaged if i'm being honest between the two the first yeah. time i was but then that was it I was surprised by the choice for them closing this out with four knockdown drag out matches, especially given that the first half of the pay-per-view was so fast. And then yeah. we had all these long matches back to back. Yeah. That probably hurt this match the most. Did, but, but after this match we had, go ahead. Yeah. So Kofi Kingston retained, went mm-hmm. backstage to the street profits, uh, Booker T, uh, street okay. profits, paying a little tribute to Michael Jackson at the 84 Grammys in their outfits tonight. We have to talk about this. <laughs> Usually I try to fast forward through this crap. You know, this yeah. we, we, we got to talk about this. Yeah. I'm going to say it for the unteenth time. <laughs> Stop making the street profits. Your, 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 your billboard, your advertisement for tomorrow's show, tonight's pay-per-view, and fanboys of one another wrestler. Hmm. That's not what people – nobody believes in real life anybody's doing that. Like watching the pay-per-view, man, I can't wait for Kofi <laughs> to take on the RKO out of no. Nobody freaking wants to see that. <laughs> I think they should hire you to do that, Matt. Just imitate the Street Profits backstage. I didn't go, I didn't go all in on that guy. That could have been yeah, you got you got you got you got votes and campaigns to run in the future. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like they're, they're just so talented. He, yeah, they both are. But I dug the part with with with, with uh, Booker. Yeah, Booker King Booker. Booker. Yeah, Charmel said it the best. I always thought, but yeah. yeah. And tomorrow night, hyping up the King of the Ring finals. It was supposed to be tomorrow. Corbin. Corbin versus uh, Shorty G, Chad Gable. Winning. Wait, why wasn't it tonight? They last Tuesday they they just randomly announced the finals would be on Monday. So I we Raj and I talked ratings probably obviously maybe but I, Raj and I talked about this last Tuesday. We thought also maybe they just looked at what they had and started timing things out for tonight. And they realized you know we just want to give it you know I mean I don't know tonight. I mean tonight was a solid what three and a half hours plus pre-show stuff. So yeah. Look at, how long, look, look at how long these last four matches go, as we'll talk about it, here. So. It did, but the pay-per-view, to me, I'm being dead, on, dead honest, did not feel as long as it normally did to me, no, in normal pay-per-views for me. Yeah. They've been getting shorter. It used to be the fact that they would go beyond 11 o'clock Eastern time, the fact that yes. they were done by 10.30, yes. but, it, but, it, but it, they still got a lot in, and again, these last four matches that we're talking about were pretty long, so I think, I think it's smart. 
put a put a put an advertising focal point on Monday Night Raw to see the finals. I think it's fine. You know. Yes, don't have Street Profits do it. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, no yeah, and it was interesting. They weren't talking about NXT tonight, correct? Which debuts on USA on Wednesday. They ran promo videos. For they, it. they were, but the Street Profits weren't hyping that. You would think with them being NXT <laughs> talents, maybe oh, they would. Yeah, you know what? That would have made sense, actually. Yeah. The tag team champions of it. Why wouldn't they? So uh, Kofi won that over Randy. Then we had a no DQ match: Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. And I was wrong, man. I know we talked about it on this podcast. I thought this was going to be a two minute match. This yeah. one went out into the audience. And this, honestly, this got Eric over. Yeah. And my Roman. So I was saying it earlier about Beck, Becky. Holy crap, dude! Roman Reigns once again. I know it might not be popular on the internet. I really don't care. Dude can work. Yeah, Dude can absolutely positively work. He was on his bicycle all match. He was selling his tail off all in very, very physical, very, very physical style of selling. I mean, he put a lot of work into that. He was trying to really work hard to get him over. Again, it's another sign of you. We hear everyone call this dude the not the the current locker room leader. I see tons of. I don't work there, but I see tons and tons of flashes of it. And honestly, in his work. Well, and good on him, man. So Rowan going over one. I almost tweeted, and right before I, I almost tweeted right before Luke Harper Would showed you up. Went over? Uh, Rowan, Rowan going over, tonight, winning tonight. Um, I was about to tweet that. Oh, is this almost a slight to Harper? Are they almost giving Rowan this push to like further turn the screws to Luke Harper uh, for asking for his resignation, being told to sit at home? But then Harper showed up. So I have to say, in terms of um, like just. I don't want to say altruism, but in terms of them like doing a solid for the underused guys right. in the locker room, them having Rowan and Harper go over Roman Reigns, uh, given all the goodwill, given how we all thought that Roman was going to squash Eric Rowan, yeah. maybe yeah. Daniel Bryan would get involved. Like that's, this was a very Eric Wano because of DB. Yeah. yeah, I this was a very nice sort of. Uh, uh, you know, gift to the guys in the back, like the real workhorses who don't always get their due. Yeah, I mean this. This uh, to Matt's point, uh, Roman sold his ass off. Roman worked hard. You know, if I can, you know, the one critique I'll have, I thought this match was a little bit long. And as we talked about, there was a lot of lengthy matches. I, I thought maybe they could have trimmed it down a little bit to still, um, you know, still get to where they needed to go for the ending. But yeah, I mean, this is exciting to see Harper back. It, 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 I'll be honest. You know, I kind of thought going into this like all the swerves and whatever, I kind of thought eventually we're going to be revealed that, you know, Daniel Bryan is involved anyways. And all this is BS that, you know, Bryan has been the mastermind, but now they've brought Harper into this. I don't know. I could see potentially that maybe Bryan wasn't involved and maybe, maybe they turned Bryan back to being a babyface. I'm not sure. I mean, like I said, match could have been a little bit shorter. They got to where they needed to go. Uh, Rowan was, was certainly made here. Yes. Uh, Roman sold his ass off for him. It was really good. There was some great, but you know, and again, for, for fans who, who listen to us, which we appreciate who don't, who didn't watch the show. And if you do want recommendations, what to go back and watch, there are moments in this match outside the ring. Yeah. Eric Rowan grabs and puts a, it was going to do like a double hand choke slam to, to Roman. He lifts him up. Gets him into a powerbomb position and powerbombs him into the table. That looks it looked very fluid. That takes a lot of strength to do. And like yeah. and, and, and like there's just things, you know, Eric Rowan looked really good here. And then obviously Harper being back, this is exciting stuff. I mean, Harper looks trim fit, rich, and back for round two. He looks ready to go. And this is this was exciting. This 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 made this match worthwhile. The only thing is I wanted to see Eric do it if he did by himself. 
Do you, do you know what I mean? Just because he has the size, he's got every get other gift. And out of the three um, of the Wyatts, I always thought he was given the least amount of opportunity to, as a singles talent. Well, yeah. but, you, but you know what, Matt? And there's, I, I see that. But, you know, out of the three of them, we're talking about the Wyatt family. Eric internally, Eric was the weak link. Eric was the one who was the least experienced, who, who he, he was the least right. talented in the ring. I mean, it, it's amazing how um, far he's come, but he they wouldn't let of, Braun Strowman show his face. Why, that's why it would have meant more had he done it by himself. Yeah, but he's, I, I, I think to what we said here, he's still Roman helped. I mean, he, Eric got made, Eric got what he needed out of it. Roman got what he needed out of it. He, he had a, he it was a heel finish having his buddy pop up after however many months and help him. I think it's fine here. Except match. Like see both of them be singles acts. I mean, I think they're both talented enough to do it. I agree. I I'd, rather, I'd rather see them both as singles than as a tag team. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely. could see the Bludgeon Brothers challenging the revival. No, no, Bludgeon. no, no, no. no. I, I don't think they're going to call them that again. I think they'll call them Rowan and Harper. You know, they were wearing kind of camo. Matt's kind of wearing. Matt looks like he's like the third member. Right Ooh. wearing that camo. Look at my beard. AOP situation. Oh, it's growing. It's growing. I know it's going to grow. They're growing it out now. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, good for Rome, but better for Harper, man. Like, to go from being sat at home because he asked for his release back in April to getting this tonight, I mean, this is as good as it gets, right? To be brought back in this high of a profile surprise in a match against Roman Reigns. It looks good tonight. Let's see what sure. happens now. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, to come off punishment, this is uh, better than working dark match. Um, then finally, after Rowan won that with the assist from Harper, we had Braun Strowman versus Seth Rollins, who was defending for the Universal title. And uh, we've been saying this for, uh, what, two going on three years now? What's it going to take? What's it going to take for Braun Strowman to become Universal Champion? Devin figured it out. Yeah. Crowd loved him tonight. I don't know what else. The, the crowd kind of revolted against Seth at times. Seth has been. I mean, are you guys invested, interested? I think Seth has kind of sucked as Universal Champ. The stuff they did with pairing him and Becky made him cold as ice. They really hurt him with that. He's just not interesting. It's not that he's such a. He's another one like AJ, where I've always said it doesn't for me. For me. Just me by myself, I'm not representing every fan here. Just me. Once that bell rings, I really don't give a crap about what his character is. I, honestly, he's able to draw me into what he's doing in that ring. The problem is they've had him on the cell when he's once he becomes a babyface. He's generally on the cell the majority of his matches. Yeah. When he was a heel, he got over so much because he did such cool stuff. But then he would do it as a jerky dicky heel he would cheat to get to the spot and then hit something really really flashy um and he'd be on offense seth on offense is, is very fun tv for me to watch i think um but on the cell not as much and the fans don't aren't invested in him that way all you know just yet and i think a lot of that's the start because of with him and becky cooling him off greatly they made him look like a wimp at times right getting big league by her and promos and stuff like oh, that yeah. and whatnot. Um, yeah. I also argue it hurt her at the time too, if you remember, not as much yeah. as it hurt him because she did really good promo work when she got the opportunity to talk. I thought she out talked him too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Seth, uh, his, to Matt's point, his offense is fun to watch. 
I do not get psyched up for the burn it down. I, I this you happens. Chant that when he starts hitting the mat with his foot. <laughs> Surprisingly, no. I guess I'm the only one who does. <laughs> Damn it. I um, reacted home. I don't think I've chanted something at home in. Uh, really? You wait. You chanted home. I like. I'll, I'll sit there and be like the ow or that was nice or I'll I'll like call out a reaction. Dude, honestly, if I'm being honest, I'm watching this pay per view in the pool, throwing my kid while it's on my um. What do you call it? iPad, honestly. Yeah. No, I'm not chanting anything. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Seth, Seth is a he's a great athlete. He's a good performer, but sure. I, I'm not. I, I'm not bought into him as Universal Champion. And I'll be honest, I, I don't believe him as the Beast Slayer. Uh, him beating him what? beating him beating Brock Lesnar the way he has it. It doesn't sit well with me. Him beating Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. You Braun Strowman is such a Braun Strowmans don't grow on trees. You can't find them every day. Today's wrestling. You can't find them every day. So why the hell we feel the need? I don't care if it's fourteen super kicks and four stir yes. curb stomps or whatever. It's 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 it's, it's, it's bullshit. There's no reason why Braun Strowman should have been treated the way he has the way he has for the last two and a half years. I watched him live against Braun or against Brock Lesnar, and it's the most like one of the most poppable, real like this is a big fight feel, and they squander it. Now, yes. All that being said, mm-hmm. they then end the pay per view with a very exciting appearance from the Fiend, and that obviously sets up what Seth Rollins' next challenger is and Hell in a Cell. I will say this: <clears throat> at this point, whatever the Fiend does, the Fiend can't lose. Duh. And so, so if I think about which one would I rather? Would I rather Braun lose to Seth Rollins? I'm still not crazy about it, but I also don't want Braun to win the Universal Title. Finally, have the title, and then three weeks later, lose to the Fiend. So it, 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 it's a double-edged sword. Maybe Braun shouldn't have been involved in this. The whole point it is the whole point of this. I don't know. It, it, and, and say that did happen. The Fiend the, can't have the championship either. His championship. I think it's either a triple threat or the Undertaker interferes. He's going. The Fiend's going to win it, and, and, and it's now weird. I think he will. Now he, I think he will. He's going to win it, and, and he needs to do something. Just much like the character is. He needs to do something unprecedented. He needs to take the universal title strap. He needs to yes. set it on fire and burn it. He needs, he needs to, to do something. I agree with that. He, he, needs to do something. he doesn't care about being champion and going no. on the Today he's Show. Not wearing, he doesn't even know what this thing is. What the exactly. hell? Exactly. He's not going on the Today Show. He's not. He needs. This, <laughs> this needs to, <laughs> I would this, love to see that. <laughs> he needs to burn the. I mean, they at this point they're committed. They are pot committed because if, if if there is any if there is any doubt in Vince's mind or any writer's mind that right now if it's Seth Rollins for versus the Fiend and Hell in a Cell, if there's any doubt that the Fiend – if anybody thinks, oh, Seth, maybe Seth wins it. No, you're fired right now. You can, you're pot committed. You have to give it to the Fiend at this point. You're pot committed. Well, and remember, Kofi is the one whose days are numbered because the SmackDown title, the WWE Heavyweight Championship, is going to become the main belt in the company. It's going to flip. The Universal Championship, I think, can go on the Fiend, and he can destroy it, and they can come up with something new. Uh, but that's not going to be the prestigious – title at the forefront of everything. If Brock Lesnar wins the title again, it's going to be the WWE Championship. Brock Lesnar is going to take the title from Kobe Kingston and get a ton of heat on Friday yeah, SmackDown. Probably. It's be. probably. Uh, but that being said, so with Braun, Braun's gotten over with every stupid thing they've given him. They paired him with Alexa, he got over. They paired him with a 10-year-old kid, he got massively over. I've told you guys this. It is impossible, especially today, where everybody knows wrestling's a work, to get a big guy over as a baby face. Right? 
because of the one aspect of everybody knowing it's a work, meaning during the heat, when a baby face is supposed to be selling and reaching out to the crowd and make them feel him while he's getting his ass kicked, and you're supposed to start cheering for him to give him that energy, give him that power to start firing up, right? That's what that's why we see baby faces like Ricky Morton reaching out to the fans, just trying to draw off their energy if they're chant while they're cheering for them and start their comeback. Now I remember Glenn telling me or Kane telling me this many years ago, and he was dead right. When a big guy sells, it's not so much about them getting the sympathy that the fans start. Because I used to say, Glenn, well, if big guys can't get um, uh, sympathy, right? And the fans, why do I hear fans chanting? At the time I was in Ohio Valley Wrestling, I was still uh, not on TV yet. And I, he came down to wrestle me. And I go, well, then why are they chanting my name? You know, to start my comeback. He goes, exactly what you just said, to make your comeback. And I go, huh? And he goes, they didn't think you're really getting your ass kicked. They just want you to get to the comeback portion of the match because that's what they paid to see. That's what they want to see. The, the, mm. the anticipation of you finally getting up on your feet and coming along. Yes, they're not selling. They're not going to get behind you and think like you're uh, again. I use Ricky Morton um, or Jeff Hardy getting his ass handed to him, and you're like, you know what? Come on, Jeff, you can do it. Come on, let's go. You're not going to get those kind of cheers or chants. You're too big unless it's like me giving you the heat. You know, or a big show or someone like that that's bigger than you or something. Hmm. You know, he was right. And yeah. so here's Braun, who's nowadays you're not going to get that sympathy on a big guy like that. And yet he's lovable. He is. He's a lovable character. He was in the top rope tripping around up there. And it, it was a cool moment. And then it led right into something very impressive, something super athletic for a guy that size. It, you, yeah. you, just, you just feel like you're part of this ride with him. He's very fun-loving, a good old country boy. Everybody could get behind him. Because usually with a bigger guy, it, fans don't feel like, hey, that's one of us. That's That that never happens. All right? When I walk down the street, there's not like 20 guys that like, oh, I can relate to this guy. I'm just like him. I'm seven feet. I'm 320 pounds. I have abs. No, they don't. They don't relate to me or other big guys. Yeah. With him, it's different. They feel they can relate with him. Yeah. He's broken every big man one on one thing I've seen. He's he's very special, and, very and, special. And to that point, and Matt, that's that's actually that's you know, that's why Matt's a, that's why Matt's great on this podcast. That that psychology insight with you and Kane is is awesome. And, and just to extend on that, you know, we joke about it, and it, it is worth joking about. But the fact that Braun Strowman had a tag team match at WrestleMania with a ten year old kid, there was a lot of lovable things in that. I remember being there live and Braun screaming, get in to Nicholas. And like the whole place popped. I was there. Like he, he does have that lovable, like. I don't know how to explain it. That, right? that, that, that big, I hope that's he, the right word. He's that crazy uncle that's got all the guns and all the craziness. It's like, he's just, th there is a lovable factor. And Matt, like it, yeah, Matt, it, without, it's hard to articulate, but Matt, you know, really hit it on, on the head here. Uh, yeah. you know? And what I want, but I wonder like how many more chances are, is the audience going to give to him? That's the hard part because well, I, I don't. You said that, that, that Braun Strowman don't grow on trees. That's very, very true, especially in today's day and age of wrestling, where the bigger is not necessarily better anymore. Right. Right? How they recruit talents, but so that's even more reason why they have such a gem in him. Yeah, so I don't get it. You can't keep beating him. Is all I know. And I watched. The, I don't know if you guys caught this uh, interview he did with what's to do with the Afro's name again? Sam Roberts. That Sam Roberts and. On his podcast, he was talking about having that meeting with Vince. He was very frustrated, you know, a few months back 
or what they were doing with him and what they weren't doing with him and saying, I'm, I'm ready for them to put the whole thing on my back. I can, I can carry whatever they give me. I, I wrestle better under pressure. I've been doing this for a total of four years and whatnot. I was just like really amazed with his, what he was saying. He knows what was happening and how they weren't using him the right way. And he, and he spoke up on it. So I really was surprised to see after even that interview, this still happened to him again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, with the fiend, I think if it's the fiend versus Seth one on one, the fiend has to win. It Although they get him out of it, then versus yeah. taking a loss. I think the Undertaker could interfere. I still feel like the fiend versus Undertaker is where it's at. Sorry, I meant Braun. Or yeah. Braun, they need to take a loss tonight. Yeah, I just wonder where they go with Braun next, right? I mean, because he, I, I could see, I could, I could see, I, I this true story here, and this kind of takes Daniel Bryan out. I could see Braun Strowman. Teaming up with Roman Reigns and going up against Roman Harper, I guess. I guess if they need to find some filler spot for Braun. I could see that. Well, let me ask you this: Why not go this way? And I know it's not it's not fair for me to do this. I, when I was a wrestler, I used to get upset when I not upset, but I get kind of pissed when I see a lot of internet shows or um, you know websites that that could hindsight being twenty twenty book after the fact and say, oh, they should have done this. Well, yeah, easy for you to say. It's been two weeks after the fact. You've had to think about it. Um, but with that said. What I would have done with this is not have Braun at all work with um, Rollins um, at all and put mm-hmm. him in this predicament to begin with. And if you do, then guess what? Then have him win. Mm-hmm. Have him win. Have uh, what's his name? Cost uh, the Fiend cost Rollins. Then you have the Fiend and Rollins go off together because the Fiend does not need that championship. We, not we, at all. Not, he's such a huge gimmick. He does not need it. The title is a gimmick. He doesn't need it. Rollins, Fiend can wrestle each other, do their own thing. While well, you just made the indomitable, indomitable snowman, unstoppable monster champion. Who's gonna beat this man? It'd be just like Brock all over again. Who's yeah. gonna take the title off this guy? Yeah, I mean he's so he's so legit. I think he's in so the, legit, yeah, such a superstar. So I don't know, man. I don't know what it's gonna he's take. But after real life, I gotta keep saying that. Super humble. Yeah. So right after Seth won, he went up the ramp. They even flashed the trademark uh, message, but then the lights went out. The fiend attacked. That was cool. That they, they absolutely they, yeah. They, they pulled they pulled the Gargano uh, Champa NXT thing where it, it pulled me. Copyright things go, th- went up on the screen. I even stood up to get ready to come into this room to do yeah. this, and then I heard them. I heard the lights go on. I was like, oh, sat back down. Yeah. And. <laughs> It should be noted first, just again, it took four stomps and a pedigree for Seth Rollins to pin Braun Strowman. Doesn't matter. Bazooka and elephant gun would not have been enough. I would not have been okay, no matter what. Boom. Yeah. Wins. He should have won. So, again, it's the closest thing to a – they think it's a protected loss, but yes. Um, so, Seth attacked by the Fiend after, uh, did the mandible claw, did the neck snap, and uh, yeah, I guess Hell in a Cell. We're going to see the Fiend battling it out for the championship, which, again, needs it the least of anyone. I'm so curious about that. What do they do to get out of that? Because, again, the Fiend is not the guy taking pictures with the title. There's not going to be an 8 by 10 with the Fiend taking Ooh, championship pictures. I got That's it. Good. He needs to burn it. He's oh, to back to their character, Glenn. I know. I've, I've got it. I've got I how to do it. What is this thing? And this is how you turn Seth back to being a chicken shit heel. Oh. Seth tries to get out of it, and Seth – like says, I'll give Braun a rematch because we were teammates, yada, yada, yada. Like Seth's freaked out after tonight. Gives Braun a rematch. 
purposefully loses, throws the match to gives it to Braun and is like, well, Bray, I guess you got to deal with the universal no, champion. No. And then Bray comes out and he's like, this has nothing to do with the belt. I want you. I don't care how much of a chicken shit heel you are. You're never going to purposely give up the title. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that you'd be so creeped out by this, no. I think would be a way to turn him back to a heel. No. He doesn't yeah. show up for work, maybe, at best. Something. I'm I'm more curious, much as I was with the Fiend versus Finn Balor match, which kind of delivered pretty much how I thought it would at SummerSlam. Like, this is going to be Fiend versus Seth Rollins. Like, again, the Fiend, like, he he, the, there shouldn't the Fiend shouldn't be taking hardly anything. This needs to be pretty. Right. This needs to be pretty lopsided. Yes. Um, and, he sold and, too much versus Finn. I thought. I agree. I think there was. Yeah, he probably did sell. He took a back bump, like a perfectly executed back bump. I was like, what? And you know, like, so there's the how. How does the match go? Factor to it, and you know, even if you listen to the crowd, the crowd booed. Seth, you know, when when Seth kept hitting all those things to put Braun down, the crowd booed. There was a portion of the crowd yeah, that booed, it was terrible. and they were yelling "Yowie Wowie." They were excited and popped <laughs> when uh, they were excited and popped when the fiend showed up. So I think again, if we are going to acknowledge the sophisticated today's audience, and Hell in a Cell, oh by the way, is the Sunday. Two days after SmackDown goes to Fox, five days after AEW debuts, mm-hmm. we have got to be on our best freaking foot forward here. So if you need to listen to the audience, and if the audience is prepared to boo Seth Rollins in favor of cheering The Fiend because The Fiend is so different, just run with it. If that means The Fiend's going to come in and basically murder Seth Rollins, just run with it. Because at this point, you've commi- you're pot committed. You are pot committed to The Fiend. You are what does that mean? It means you have no other choice but to make make him win lopsided and convincingly. There is no giving him a back bump like he did to Finn Balor. There is no um, th- th- this this cannot be a twenty five minute knockdown dragout. Seth Rollins got so close that Why you are. I'm saying you're pot committed because all all of your investment is now in the fiend at this point. By the by, the way that you have set up the fiend at this point, by the way the crowd is reacting, by the yeah. way you've had Seth Rollins presented at this point, by the way you've discarded Braun Strowman like he's a piece of shit, you are pot committed to the fiend right now. Pot committed, all in. P O T committed. P O T. I think they're going to have to blow up the championship with that for that to work because i think that he doesn't need a title but if you put the title on him and have him care about it he's got to hold it for like a brock lesnar length of time no who the The fiend Fiend. Fiend should not give two flying you know what's about that i agree so are they gonna make it a non-title match because once you get it on him but once you get it on him how do you get it off of him without killing the character he goes through he that's the thing he's you're pot committed he's holding it to wrestlemania maybe he fights the undertaker i don't know he is pot you're a pot committed this point, you're a pot committed. Did you say that word anymore? I'm going to keep saying it. Hashtag, <laughs> can, can, can we change the graphic on the screen to say at Justin Labar, hashtag pot committed? <laughs> you control it. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Maybe not. I don't right now. We're on the air. There oh, we go. Pot now I know committed. you can do that. It's game over, Glenn. I'm going to be using you all show now in the upper right column. We have comments. Oh, pardon me. We can write to each other just so you fans at home know. We can like write each other during this. Justin, give them behind the scenes. What did I write up there in the comment section? Matt said, tell me you didn't write that, Glenn. Which part (laughs) part were you saying that? (laughs) Nobody, you never even popped for it, Glenn. No one will know what it means. I don't even look at it sometimes. I don't, I see the notification. I'm looking at the YouTube chat most of the time. (laughs) What's the YouTube chat saying? Are they saying, Uh, are they pot committed? The, the, the weed committed. Uh, the weed the, committed. Okay. Yeah. Well, nah. 
Many of them are, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get it, but I think they've got to they got to figure out a way to to play this with the fiend. That's a cool idea, though. But I think Survivor Series is too soon. I think if the fiend is the champ, is, he runs that, through everybody. Is that crazy of me, though? Be honest, that, that I think he's bigger than a title. Yeah, I, I agree. Don't saying that about any wrestler except for like well, the, I think the Undertaker is probably the other great example of someone that never needs a title but that's maybe the idea is that I mean, maybe between now and mania in our generation we have one of those right now in our generation that's that big of okay. a deal so maybe the idea is Bray beats every single challenger between now and Wrestlemania and then they call in the Undertaker to be the one who maybe could take him down and he fails Ooh. I don't know where you go from there but that's that's how I'd write the story that would be cool I'd be cool with that. I just don't know what he's going to look like with a title. I just don't know how it fits him. I could be wrong because who the hell knew where we were going with this to begin with? Remember the first uh, Firefly Funhouse? Yeah, yeah but I, I feel like I've been in since day one. Just I don't know what I, they're doing, but I like it. I think if, if they do give The Fiend the title, if they do, I think that they need to go by this. They need to go in the same game plan they did with Brock Lesnar. They, the Fiend does not necessarily need to defend it every single month. And I know that I know that frust I know that frustrates some people, but I, I think you ha- you got to be smart about. It. So far, they have protected the fiend. You know, in terms of the you know, we had Firefly Funhouses, and then we saw the fiend, and then we'd have a few weeks where we didn't. They need to stick with that. We cannot see him have a match at every turn. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be on house shows either. Exactly. Um, if he does, it's unannounced, and it's a surprise. I, I just don't think, honestly, that the title would fit him. But. Well, it, it, it wouldn't get out of this match either. He can't lose. That's for damn sure. It wouldn't, you know. But think back. I know this is. I know this is, you know, almost thirty years ago. You know, the Undertaker very early on did get the title from Hulk Hogan. It was very short lived, and that's very. Oh, early let's go on. back. Think about Taker's character. I know what you're talking. You about. know what I mean? Like, I mean, at that time, Taker's character was very much like the Fiend's character. You didn't even so much care about the belt to belt. It was all about the entrance. This, this 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 character was just so unique. You just wanted to see the entrance. That's how true. slow he walked, yeah. how the camera shot, how is Roddy, right? how Roddy Piper would say, "Oh, somebody needs a nap." You know, the dark circles under his eyes. Look at that ham hock. Look yeah. at, oh, Matt, I love you for saying that. You know, <laughs> I, I think that, that if, if the fiend, and again, they're pocket committed. If the fiend's going to get this. They need to, <laughs> <laughs> they need to really treat this with 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 certain delicacy here. Uh, as we've been on the air, Becky Lynch has been fined ten thousand dollars for striking an official. That official that official sold for like fifteen minutes. Great for him. <laughs> that makes it look a better badass. I think these fines, though, doesn't this take away from when something real happens, like supposedly Lars Sullivan getting fined when they do these storyline fines? I don't even go there, honestly. I, I yeah. didn't even go there. Yeah. When I hear something like that, I don't go there. I don't think about that. Um, and the draft is going to happen starting on the second SmackDown on Fox on October 11th. Continue to Monday Night Raw on October 14th. The draft. Cool. Helena sells a week before. It's an exciting time, folks. Uh, Wrestling Inc. podcast. Tonight's one of four. Tomorrow night we're back to talk about uh, myself, Matt, and Raj. are going to talk about Monday Night Raw. Tuesday, uh, it's going to be the three of us again talking SmackDown. And Wednesday, the three of us talking NXT and its debut. Mm-hmm. Very, very exciting. Uh, Justin Obar, anything you want to plug? Yeah, AEW and NXT will be going head-to-head for the first time ever on October 2nd. Join me if you can get to Pittsburgh at 1311 Bar on the south side. I'll be hosting an event there. Eight televisions. We will have NXT and AEW on all the televisions. The sound will be on AEW 
$2.50 domestic bottles, $7 Captain Morgan or Smirnoff pitchers. It's free to get in. Come join me. It's going to be a great Wednesday night, October 2nd. Sorry, just because he's plugging drink specials in his plug. It's just be like nickel shots, ladies drink half price <laughs> it's, off well it's drinks. At, it's at a bar. I'm just I saying. know. I I just hey o- man. October 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 second, thirteen eleven bar on the south side. You are invited, yeah. you, Matt. You have a standing invitation. Anything you want to come up to? Sweet. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. What you're, about you, Matt? You, you're, you're, Matt's pot committed everything I'm doing. Yeah. You're, you're, Matt, uh, Matt, when's it uh, nickel shot night down at uh, Longwood City Hall? People come out for a council meeting, you know? It is not. I guess, <laughs> ironic enough, I have a commission meeting tomorrow night, but I will be able to obviously watch Raw afterwards and be able to do the podcast still. Very nice. Uh, he is BP Matt Morgan. The blueprint stands for architectural plan. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can follow me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, where I live tweet along with WWE programming and post stupid, silly memes. Um, that I spend way too much time creating when I should be. Yeah, you do. Dude. What's going on screen? You started taking your own advice and use your own Bluetooth once in a while, dude. Hey, you know, there's 24 hours in a day, Matt. <laughs> I just find a way to fill the other 23 hours and 45 minutes. Uh, anyhow, until next time, folks, we'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Howie Wowie. Terrible way to end the show. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.